Good morning and welcome to Jewish Faith and Jewish Facts. I'm Rabbi Stephen Garten. You know, as we get closer to Pentecost and Shavuot, we are reminded of the similarities between my tradition, the Jewish tradition, and for the majority of you, the listener, the Christian tradition. And as often on this show, I like to uh, have a moment to talk about the similarities as well as the differences. Um, You and I are cognizant of the fact that throughout the world, we see in the media those aspects of religion that seem to divide us. We see uh, fundamentalists of all stripes trying to suggest that their understanding of the true God um, does not have room for other understandings of religion. Makes for a very uncomfortable world at times. Um, We see both in uh, the Middle East and in other places where individuals interpret their tradition in a manner that does not allow for others to live within their world. This morning, I want to chat with a very interesting guest, Reverend Oscar Boloco of the um, Shalom Community Church of Ottawa about this very topic. Reverend Boloco is a Canadian citizen, originally from the Democratic Republic of Congo. He lives in Ottawa for more than 20 years. Reverend Boloco has a bachelor degree in political science from Ottawa University a bachelor degree in theology from St. Paul University, a master's of divinity from Queen's University, those of you who know uh, Queen's in Kingston, Ontario. He is co-founder and former president of the Canadian Congolese Congress, ambassador for peace with Universal Peace Federation, former international election observer in Haiti, he is an uh, advocate of leveraging immigrant skills through active engagement in providing knowledge and capacity building. And uh, he is executive committee member of an Ottawa group initiative to combat anti-Semitism. And after all of that, which would seem to be a full-time job, He is the senior pastor and founding president of Shalom Community Church of Ottawa. Reverend Boloco and I found ourselves uh, together in uh, the Ottawa Christian Jewish Dialogue, a group of uh, ministers and uh, educated lay people who meet monthly to chat about uh, shared scriptures and to learn from each other about our interpretation of scriptures. Um, And it's a joy to have uh, Reverend Boloco with me this morning on Jewish Faith and Jewish Facts. Good morning, Reverend Boloco. Good morning, Rabbi Stevens. How are you? I am blessed. And uh, how about yourself? Uh, Baruch Hashem, as they say in my tradition, God has blessed me with peace this morning. Yes, Um, I agree. Baruch Hashem. I want to begin by um, 
asking you about your life in the Congo. Were you a practicing Christian then? Yes, I did uh, practice Christian over there in the Congo, born and raised in a very uh, traditional Christian Baptist family. And was that a um, uh, a path to belief that was um, easily practiced in the Congo? Yes, indeed. As uh, I will say, uh, 80% of the people who live in the Congo are mostly Christian believers. We have a small portion of people who uh, believe in the traditional gods. And what, what I mean by that is... Uh, it can be whatever they believe from the, the native country, you know. Right. But the majority are Christians. And therefore, I guess you didn't have a lot of interaction with other of the Abrahamic faith, namely uh, members of the Jewish tradition or the Muslim tradition. Is that true while you were in the Congo? That's true. That's true, uh, Rabbi. And uh, thank God for uh, the opportunity to get out. I uh, came as a political refugee in this uh, new country, which has become my country. And I didn't have the uh, much knowledge of God as for say, but also for uh, religion. And God has uh, blessed uh, me in uh, giving me uh, the opportunity to go to the uh, School of Learning, Theology, and that uh, bring me an opening mind of what is God and what is religion about. And I'm very, very proud and grateful to, um, to be part of the Ottawa Christian Dialogue and the group that you oversee, and we are all together in that. So um, perhaps you could share with the listeners um, some of the things that you found most uh, interesting when you came to Canada and began to be exposed to people of other faiths. And how did that exposure, I guess this is the second question, yes. how did that uh, exposure to people of other faiths impact on your own Christianity? So that's a two-part question, I guess. Yes. Um, basically, as you have asked uh, Rabbi, uh, the Congo uh, and Africa, you know, abroad where I was there, I used to see uh, and leave my relation of uh, interference based on culture. And that is very important, that aspect of culture. Because, you know, as African Christian, we, uh, we were, I mean, we were obliged to pray the God and with a liturgy brought from the Western world. And uh, that can create a little bit of tension and it can narrow mind your understanding of what is God and what is religion. Could you give us an example of that, Oscar? Well, I can say, for instance, um, when I was in the Congo, the God of my ancestors, and when I say ancestor, the native God of the Congo is the one who liberated, is revealed in things. He's revealed in things, for instance, that we pray to the, the death and they have impact on us. We go to the cemetery, um, give them food, drink, and whatever. But, 
that can see, see like a kind of uh, myth. So the death are present. And so we, 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 at the same time, we believe in the God, creature of the earth and uh, everything else. But we pray precedent. We live, we give uh, very good um, importance in the human being. I mean, the ancestor who has gone um, can come back and have an impact on you, on your family, and so forth and so. But you don't have this exposure of saying that the other people, the people of the East, the people of the Middle East, the people from Asia, the people of South, they believe in the same God that you believe. You say, no, they are burned, they are called to, to die, and what they go to the hell, you see? And yeah, that- so, so if I can um, just make sure I understand what you're saying, that when you were in the Congo, yes. um, while you called yourself a Christian, yes, and may have had liturgy mm-hmm. that was uh, imported from North America, yep. many of the cultural expressions mm-hmm. of African life mm-hmm. found themselves as part of your religious life. That's correct. And so there was this um, overlay yeah. of uh, African culture yeah. um, upon your uh, Christian beliefs. That's correct. That's correct, Rabbi. And and when you were in Africa, was that a uh, was that must have been the norm then? That must be the norm. And curiously, Rabbi, as we talk. We can see that even in the uh, play around in the 21st century now with the rise of nationalism. Yes, you want to speak about that for a bit more? What do you mean? Yeah, you, you see that um, more and more as we read and uh, we follow the social media, we can see the rise of modern nationalism as, um, as uh, an ideology uh, of domination, us and them, us and them. So that play around in the culture, but also in the belief that whatever is ours, because culture is a human phenomena, we believe strongly that whatever is ours is more important than whatever we can receive from outside, which is wrong. So, um, I find that to be a fascinating notion Yes, that you're uh, making the comparison between mm-hmm. the cultural expressions that you understood as uh, a young person yes. in Africa, maybe even an older teenager, yeah. um, with modern nationalism. And yes. if I hear you correctly, yeah. what you're saying is that that modern sense of nationalism mm-hmm. Um, serves to uh, serves as an important overlay yes. on uh, faith perspectives. Actually, that's true. Uh, and so people then um, express their faith mm-hmm. as you see it through their sense of nationalism rather than the other way around. That's correct, uh, Rabbi. You say it right. That's an interesting dynamic, so that what we would then say is in um, places of culture, of conflict. 
That's a cultural um, conflict. In, in, in world conflict areas, what are they called? Hotspots in the world. That's correct. That we have religion and nationalism mm-hmm. uh, playing out against each other. That's right. And if we see, for instance, the conflict in the Balkan, uh, Yugoslavia and uh, um, the, that part of the Balkan, you will see nationalism arise within the faith of the people. And uh, people are now starting to fight each other, Muslim against Christian. Where before there, they had only seen themselves as Christians and Muslims living in harmony. Together. Right. Yes. What an interesting perspective. Thank you for that. That really adds some real texture. Yes. Um, and if we bring that then to Canada, yes. Um, does that sense um, in Canada where we have a greater sense of interaction between um, religious groups, does that mean in your, se- in your reading of it that... Um, nationalism is not as important a factor here that's correct uh, rabbi and i uh, i uh, i'm very happy to have people like you in the ottawa christian dialogue where we have interfered dialogue where we learn from each other instead of pulling um pulling out ourselves we build up and we grow. I see myself growing in understanding of the other, the Jewish component, the, uh, the, the Muslim component, the Christian component. And that in Canada play a role of unity and a role of sense to be human, to be as um, an individual created in the image, call him Allah, call him Yahweh, call him God, it's that sense place of tolerance. And in Canada, I think the mutual understanding is very important in the way we do church and the way we do um, religion. And that's very important. I appreciate that. So when you came, first came here, and I know that's a, a while ago, Yes. but I'm going to ask you to think back to that. Was that a a difficult dynamic for you to comprehend that having not grown up experiencing people of other faith and having grown up with the um, intersection of traditional African religion and fundamentalist baptism, Mm -hmm. when you came to Canada, uh, what led you, let me put it this way, Oscar, what led you to want to get a degree in theology from St. Paul and a Master's of Divinity from Queens, as opposed to, uh, which led you to some degree into a mainstream church? Uh, what, what, what guided your path? Uh, that's a very good uh, question, um, Rabbi. Uh, basically, what I will say, what got my path is um, the uh, the ideal ideal to learn and to understand more, to open up to others, because I was seeking the understanding of the religion and God, because the call to serve was already there. But how can I play in this new environment? 
How can I be effective to bring the message of love, the message of God to the people, no matter what they are, no matter what are the differences? And that's led me to uh, seek for a place where I can learn more, understand how the culture is involved together with the mission of the message, the message which is the universal message. Normally, uh, Rabbi, the uh, church or religion should not be a place of um, insecurity. It should not be a place of violence. It should be a place of tolerance. Are we hearing God today? In which voice is speaking to us? Can we see God in the image of the other people who is around us? And that is why the Ottawa Christian Dialogue is very, very important to me. It's opened me the eyes to see in the other way, and it has given me opportunity to serve better the people. Uh, and that's, uh, I can say, is amazing. So I, I certainly can agree with you that in our dialogue, um, we represent uh, Anglicans and Jews and members of the United Church and members of the Catholic tradition mm-hmm. um, and some um, more community-based churches, which may be non-denominational. Um, I'm interested, though, as you talked about hearing the voice of God and understanding the message, St. Paul's um, University is associated with the Roman Catholic Church, mm-hmm. and the Divinity School and the um, teachers at the Divinity School at Queens are associated with the United Church. Yes. I'm wondering if what that was like to hear um, two different voices regarding um, the message of the gospel and Jesus's message. Because it's one thing to bring that message to the table when you're sitting with members of the Jewish community from both the liberal and the traditional perspective. But what was it like as a Christian to study with both um, representatives of the Catholic faith and representatives of the um, United Church? And how did that impact on your own calling? Very good question, Rabbi. That's two and, in a row good questions. Thank yes, you. very good question. That's helped me because the church that I grew up is the, um, uh, the uh, Baptist church from the Congo. Very traditional, based on the book and based on the word of God, the scriptures. And when I came here, I try to uh, where to go to the path of learning with um, the United Church and you know I have no uh, words to say for what the United Church stand for in the meantime as part of my learning path I went also to study at um, a very Roman Catholic uh, University uh, St. Paul by the way, I am the first non-Roman Catholic uh, student to be elected president of the uh, St. Paul uh, Student Union. <laughs> yes, I learned my lesson. 
I sometimes bend my uh, head in the wall, but overall, Labai, I finished my uh, mandate and I had my degree. Now, I have a broad sense. It's helped me to, and when we talk about the uh, um, uh, Queen's University, very liberal theology, that also plays around. But the sense of what I'm hearing, I'm hearing God as being one of us. Uh, one of us, we can have many voices, but we can be united the same. You call it in the Hebrew tradition, Yahweh, whatever, God, call him uh, Allah, Buddha. But the sense of that there is a superpower, there is some, somebody who is above all, but also it, it, what you do, I have moved out from the Jesus Christ who was crucified on the cross to the human face, Jesus Christ, who you live with as your neighbor every day. What you do with him or her, that's impact and benefit my understanding of the word of God. So and I'm very what, proud what of what you're suggesting, which yes. is very powerful message. Yes. So much of what you've said this morning is a powerful message, but if I understand you correctly, what you've indicated is that learning at St. Paul's, a Roman Catholic institution, mm -hmm. and a very traditional kind of theological construct, yes. and then learning at Queen's, a more liberal construct, yeah. has given you an opportunity to... Um, hear the message of Jesus yes. and understand the message as one that can be spoken in many languages. That's correct. And in many ways, but doesn't change the message. That's correct, yes? Rabbi. Good. Now, and uh, speaking of uh, many languages, in the Christian tradition, uh, this coming Sunday will be the Pentecostal Sunday. Right. And you, they receive the, the fire, they receive the force to speak in many languages, but the most important thing is they were able to understand each other. And that is the whole holiness. And this is what is, I find it important, the basis of the Ottawa Christian Dialogue and the church that we are doing, the Shalom, Community Church of Ottawa, which is community-based, not attached with any tradition, but we like to be like everybody have a place, everybody at a seat. So I wanted, we have about five minutes left. So in the time that we have left, what I want to ask you is to kind of speak about the mission yes. of the Shalom Community Church. Because I know that you had deep roots in the United Church. Yes. Um, and this is, as you suggested, a church and a community not affiliated with any of the mainline denominations. That's correct. Uh, and so what um, as you are the founding president and senior pastor, what motivated you to start a community church? And what is the intentionality of this particular gathering of Christians? 
Very good question, uh, Rabbi. To understand, to answer to your question, uh, I can read uh, just a small uh, scripture from the Bible, please, uh, from Second Chronicle, chapter uh, seven, verses fourteen. It said, "If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face." and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal the land. That's it. Coming as a new immigrant in new country, I have seen some of friends, compatriots, being, um, what I would say, turned down in the mainline churches. Why? Because um, they don't accept, they don't agree with the teaching, they, they don't look like us, they don't speak like us, they, and so, and so, and so. The sociological differentials. And while we do, uh, we, when, when I saw that play around here in Canada, I say we have to do something so that those who don't, quote-unquote, belong can have a place. And that the essential vision and measures and mission that the Lord gave to us to start the Shalom Community Church of Ottawa. A church which is open harm, open door, widely, and accept the people, wherever they come from, whoever they are, but focus on the word of God and love, love to the neighbor and love to yourself. That's the vision of what led us to start the Shalom Community Church of Ottawa. So um, it sounds like a wonderful, yes, um, an exciting challenge. Yes, um, the individuals who come to pray with you on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, are they mostly uh, immigrant uh, individuals, or is it a wide variety of people? It's a wide variety of people. We receive everybody. People who have cultural ties, who don't have cultural ties, people with different religion uh, tradition, but we receive everyone. We don't shut the door to anybody because... Um, Rabbi, we have to, uh, to we, can, we can run, but we don't hide. Sometimes the message that we preach, we don't make it concrete. We don't do the action. And actions speak more than words. And people are lovely. People are whatever they are. We have to respect them at the time they want to fellowship, and the time they want to hear the message, the gospel message, which is the gospel message of the 21st century. I am so happy that you agreed to chat with me this morning. Um, I have valued our friendship at the Christian Jewish Dialogue. Yes. And I have valued your insights, and I am so thrilled that you came on the air this morning to share with our listeners. 
It's my pleasure. Your sense of um, faith and your sense of commitment and duty. There are so many parts of your life we didn't get a chance to discuss. Um, Perhaps we can do that on another occasion. I want to thank my guest, Reverend Oscar Boloco of the Shalom Community Church of Ottawa. I want to invite all of my listeners, if you have an opportunity, you're welcome to come to his church and celebrate the message of the gospel. Um, this Sunday, as you're listening, is Pentecost and a um, Shavuot, the Hebrew equivalent, which we'll talk about on another show, is a little bit later in June because of the uh, exigencies of the uh, Jewish calendar. Mm-hmm. This is Rabbi Stephen Garten for Jewish Faith and Jewish Facts, wishing all of you a um, a good day and shalom. Oh,